0: What's going on sports family is your favorite two grown ass man, and Mike and Jamal with two game sports talk. Good day to you, Mike. What's going on? Say good morning to the sports family.
1: What's up, Jamal? What's up, sports family? Let's get to it. We got a lot of fun stuff to talk about.
0: Yes. So Mike, check it out, man. Black Monday has already passed and there's some moves that's going on in the NFL as far as head coaching moves. So Mike, where do you want to start with this? Because it's been a couple, couple decisions that we knew was going to happen, but it's one in particular we are like, what?
1: We got to start with the Miami Dolphins. Like, what are they turning into the Jets or, like, the team that just can't get a decision right? They have fired Brian Flores. I don't understand this decision. Like, Buddy had two winning seasons in a row. What are they doing down at Jamal?
0: Man, damn. Can't get right. Can't get right. And just think about it, man. I think before we dive into Brian Flores, his his hiring and his firing, we got to look what he inherited. Because Adam Gates, he left that organization in shambles. <laughs> and to do what Brian Flores did is I mean, it's it's an act of just pure amazement because I mean, like, look, I heard this say I heard this statement where essentially the, the league or the Dolphins were saying that he wasn't the best at relationship building and keeping look, a head coach in there to be your best friend. All right. His results. Exactly. So he should have at least, he should have got an extension <laughs> and to get fired. I, I I'm with you. I don't agree with it, which is why like, when, when was, when was the last winning season? I will, I will say this for, the Dolphins, um, I believe Adam Gates got them to the playoffs his first year. That's not saying much.
1: That's right. not
0: saying much at all. Right. I I have to say this. Like, this should count for something. The last few times the Dolphins have played the Patriots, they beat them. That right there should get you the contract extension. I, Mike, I, I got to ask you this. Where do you feel like the motivation is coming from?
1: it's, it's it, here's where i know it's not coming from this is a results driven league right like cats get fired every two or three years for not showing progress not showing getting a winning season or not getting into playoffs but this dude showed results like i, I think he won like seven of his last eight games or eight of his last nine games like That is that's results right there. Regardless of relationship building or whatever, these dudes were playing some ball, and then you don't go back and say, "Oh well, the schedule was weak here," or others. Like you said, he's beaten New England like three times in a row. Like I, I don't. This one doesn't make sense. Is it can't be based on results because he was actually delivering. So I don't know what relationship with the with the GM or the owner, but clearly that's what it was because now they're not worried about the actual results on the field. They worry about feelings, you know, people, feelings getting hurt.
0: Yeah. And, you know, I found out something quite interesting and it's makes me think about whoever the next head coach is going to be in the Dolphins. um, That's something I would have to ask. I know in a position where you're being hired to potentially be the head coach, you can't really have a list of demands. But you could ask the question, is the owner going to be an equal participant in this team's success? What I mean by that, and this was interesting, you found out that the owner only flies uh, to Miami on game day. He's not involved in like in, in the, the team that he wants to truly win. If you say you want to win, as an owner, you have to be involved. Now, I'm not saying you're in the weeds. Of course not. But you have to be more of an engaged owner than what you currently are. And so, you know, and I say that to say that uh, Brian Flores, you know, he he's not going to be politicking. He's not that dude. He he comes from uh, the Bill Belichick tree and has been really one of the most successful coaches under Bill Belichick, which is why as you notice he's already interviewed for two positions one of those teams are going to hire him with the quickness i, I mean and, and you know what and, and of course we could bring race into it and all these different things but one thing i will say about the dolphins is they've been consistent even though it hasn't been a good thing they fired adam gates uh, adam gates after 3 seasons they fired uh flores now Brian flores after 3 seasons and when you look at the results that they've kind of been equal when you look at the 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 uh win-loss record, they've been equal. The only thing that Gates has on them is that he well no, I, they, I made they made the play, yeah, made the playoffs. But like, how do you go from uh um, one year, you know, one year you have uh 10 wins, went 10 and six. This year he what, what was the record?
1: Nine
0: and nine and eight? Yep. I don't I, I agree with you. I don't get it. The the the, <laughs> the logic is flawed there.
1: Yeah. I And you know what? I mean, I love to pivot and say, well, if you were Brian Flores, where would you go next? Because it seems like he may have a choice of where to go next, like where because he's not he's not going to get a, probably another opportunity after this. So if you were him, what franchise do you choose next that's going to best set you up for success?
0: Man, when you asked that question, I took myself back to school when you knew the answer. You <laughs> the Chicago Bears the Chicago bears without question. And here's why, like that whole uh, Brian Flores persona uh, is, is in Chicago already it is. Like, yeah. hard nosed, black and blue football. And here's the biggest thing that we're just like, I, I mean, I really truly believe their quarterback is going to shine bright, like a diamond. Now you don't have to sit up there and say, okay, we got to evaluate the talent at quarterback you're going to inherit uh, a quarterback that is ready to win. And I like what yeah, – now, why I felt like they could have handled him a little bit better this year. He he got some real live reps, real game-time reps. And when I tell you going into next year, the, the young man is going to be lights out. Brian Flores can make that damn defense what he yeah. did in Miami. And then when you think about it, he can also – contrary to popular belief about his – relationship building. It's funny how guys were playing to the end of the season, gritting it out for him. And we've seen the flip side of that. When guys don't want to play for you, they shut it down. They shut it down. He will go. If if it's offered to him in Chicago, that's where I think he'll land. I think that's where he'll succeed. And I hope he does. So he can like turn around and look at Miami and say, you know, no, you don't fuck up, right? <laughs>
1: No, I, I mean, I agree 100% that if I was him, that's where I would go. Um, it's like that franchise is, is molded or ready for him. Um, now, there is a franchise, I do believe, if they want to right many wrongs of, like, bad decision after bad decision after bad decision, this could probably help them write that ship. I think the Houston Texans. I think, you know... They from a wanting to fix a culture, from a wanting to establish that we are a playoff team every year, you know, that identity of a tough defense again. You know, you remember when JJ Watt was there, like that that that's a that's a team he could fix, but that's not an organization. If I was choosing and I was him, that's not one I would want to go to, but that is That is when I can see him making an uh, immediate impact as well. Yeah,
0: yeah, that one scares me too because (laughs) same reasons. Because like when on the south outside looking in, that surface level tells you a lot about what's going on internally. Because after one year, and let's be real, like that's what I like about our conversations. We ain't got the lie, Craig. We can tell you the real. So you hire a head coach, which. We all knew that he was just going to be a one-hit wonder. And not because of anything that he did wrong, but look, look he, he's not, he wasn't ever anyone's first candidate and, and no shade on him. I was proud of him. Get your money, get your first, your opportunity and finally become a head coach. But, you,
1: you know, the handling... But we all knew that, <laughs> right? So we all knew that. <laughs> He knew it too. Why would you take that job? Must be the money. So I heard I that. <laughs> a
0: couple mil after this. I heard <laughs> that, A couple mil for the next two years. While it's not a whole. Listen to me say why it's not yeah. a whole lot of money. While in comparison it's <laughs> not a lot of, of money to uh, these other head coaches. You know, I agree with you. And I mean, who knows? You know, hey, a lifelong dream. I became a head coach, yada, yada, yada. Even beyond the head coaching tree, you're right. There's been a lot of just internal turmoil that's going on in in that organization that, you know, it's a, it's a dictatorship and, you know, and players, when you think about players, not just, you know, we we focused on, um, you know, one particular side of this, this, uh, this kind of argument but when J.J. Watt spoke up and really kind of, you know, chucked them the deuces, it said a whole lot because now it's just like, OK, we don't believe what the black players are necessarily saying what's going on here. But all of a sudden, Mr. All-American, Mr. USA, J.J. Watt said, yeah,
1: yeah. So even, even if you look at it this way, three of the last faces of your franchise have all come out and said negative things about the organization. And these are faces of your franchise, like your star players. That that speaks very you know high volumes, and you, and we all know to some degree, star players get preferential treatment. So if your star players are talking bad about you, what do you think the rest of the team is thinking? That isn't getting special treatment, you know what I'm saying? And and that that's the that's the crazy thing to me is you couldn't even establish that kind of credit you know with the stars that like you said it's just been this internal turmoil bubbling and its bad decision after bad decision
0: yeah yeah so so before we go get off on the uh the Houston Texans you know one one could say it's still the potential that he can land his his uh franchise quarterback um because Deshaun Watson technically not technically, he is still signed to uh the, the Texans. So what if someone threw that uh that monkey wrench in there, what would you say, say to that? Is that enough to still mean, for him in?
1: That that's that's the challenge, right? If you if you're Brian Flores and you're weighing Chicago versus Houston, you're really weighing a rookie quarterback versus you need some assurances that Deshaun Watson is gonna be your quarterback. And so with those two things, can you fix the defense quick enough on either team to make you a playoff contender? You know what I'm saying. And so that's the thing: is, is how long does he think he going, he's going to have to prove himself? And to me, that's what makes makes Houston a little bit attractive because you know you can win with Sean Watson. You know, if you can if you can fix that defense, which it's always been pretty respectable, you can you can win some close games. And if you turn Houston around versus turning Chicago around, I think that's a bigger media story. You know what I mean? Because, yeah. um, you know, make no mistakes, everybody knows Houston is in disarray and has been for a while. So to fix that, I think that would solidify him. Um, but it'd be hard to pass up Chicago, dude. Chicago, that feels like almost like how when Mike Tomlin walked into the, the Steelers, you know, after Bill Coward, like it was a program that was just ready. And I, I think he could, I think he could do some damage there. I,
0: hey, you know what? And we're, we're, you know, we're talking a lot about, you know, teams courting, you know, head coaches. I, I I could imagine Justin Fields being like, Hey, going to the organization, like that's who, that's who I want. That's who I want. And, you know, hey, on a kind of lighter, funnier side, which you know, I think there's some truth to it. If so I'm Brian Flores, I'm 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 going to uh, the Raiders too and say, hey, look, since y'all giving out guaranteed contracts, you know, at head coaches, I, I need that five-year guaranteed contract. And you know, I've said this before, and I really truly believe this you know, in every shape and form, I think all head coaches should be given a minimum of five years to try to turn things around because, you know, you're adopting other people's mistakes or, you know, or hits and, you know, and we all know how hard it is to win in the league. So, I mean, it's just like, what are you supposed to do in a year or two years? By that third year, you should start to see some, some of those dividends pay off, but yeah, <laughs> it's a scary world out there.
1: Well, I feel like the Raiders found their coach. I think for them, unfortunately, <laughs> they probably needed to lose more games so that they could if they wouldn't feel this pressure to, to make him the permanent head coach. But I don't see how you cannot give him the job. Um, with the way the Raiders ended up, you know, finishing off the season based on everything they went through this season, you know what I mean? Like to rally those those guys and keep them focused and and, and keep go out, kind of winning a few games, so, you know, a respectable record, you know, to play right on the edge of the playoff hunt. That that was huge, you know, to me. So, get that man the job. I you know, I don't I don't. Do you think the Raiders feel that pressure? I I would I
0: wouldn't. I, I wouldn't, if anything, you know what, this should be a cakewalk for them and talking about pressure, pressure, either burst pipes or they make diamonds. And in this case, you know, everything, the two situations that you're referring to, of course, with Gruden and then with, uh, you know, the receiver, Um, you know, I, I we're not going to really mention any name, you know, we'll just say that, you know, they, they call some very, uh, horrifying things for not just the uh, organization, but for a lot of families. But um, I say that to say that, man, they've already been through the fire. I think at the end of this, if I'm them, I'm not making any hasty decisions on what a guy has done for, he's done his job because just think about it. It is no different from if the the president of the U- United States is ill, and the vice president has to step up and and fulfill those duties. Is what they signed up for. So these assistant head coaches signed up for that, and nobody and there's no guarantees or promises made. Mm. With that being said, if I'm <laughs> the Raiders, I'm taking a hard look at Dan Quinn.
1: Mmm. You trying to poach from the Cowboys? <laughs> yes, sir.
0: <laughs> hey, I, I mean, let and let's let's. Let's think about this. Is because it's a lot of it's a lot of potential uh, head coaches, but then there's also a lot of former head coaches out there. It's been surfacing that Marvin Lewis wants to get back to uh, head coaching. I'm looking oh, at it, I'm wow. leaving no stone unturned, and and you're talking about Dan Quinn. We're talking about potentially Marvin Lewis. Leslie Frazier, like I can't throw out a list of names. Hey, and I think you got you Byron
1: Leftwich and Todd Bowles.
0: Yes. Yeah. You, you, you know, so and, and, and I think what we have to do when we said this earlier, and I, I think every owner, every franchise has to remove the, their feelings out of it. And this sense of loyalty um, when it comes to hiring a head coach. I mean, there's no loyalty when when after you hire them and they they either meet expectations or don't you, you fire them in. So let's not you know, I don't think we need to be passive about, you know, a a guy fulfilling his duties as you know, if anything, you know what, it makes you look good. If their organization doesn't want to retain the rights to hire you as a head coach there, Hey, you got the, you got the right and opportunity to look elsewhere. But I I just think with the, Mm the Raiders and let's be real, just like the 49ers and I'm not, I'm not crapping on my Niners, but I have to say this um, we kind of needed some help at the end. We won the game, but we needed some help. And I think the same thing with the Raiders, they barely won that game. We barely won that game. So it's yeah, I, I think, I think it's funny how like, like making it to the playoffs, it writes all the wrongs of your, your season. And then the season starts over. But if I'm the Raiders, I am, I'm really loot like leaving no stone unturned.
1: I get it. I get it. I I think they are going to feel the pressure, though. They are going to feel the pressure. And, you know, they got to get this one right, too. You know, they're kind of in that situation where another bad decision sets them back probably 10 years. Mm -hmm. So they got they got to get this one right.